Welcome everyone to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete. Is that a good news face or a bad news face? The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek for the season four finale, episode 422, World's End, is brought to you by a load of L. Ron horse crap. You can smell it a mile away. Pete, the news, news to no one listening to this podcast, I dare say. The renewal of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the 22-episode renewal of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the move from Tuesday nights at 10 to Fridays at 9, that all is going to come after the special eight-week run for Inhumans that will start, uh, of course, in IMAX and then on ABC Fridays at 9 p.m. on Tuesday, uh, pardon me, on Friday uh, September 22nd. Pete, our anticipation is that at the end of the eight-week run, we get, boom, the first pot of S.H.I.E.L.D. six or seven episodes in before the holidays hit. So, Pete, it's raining marvels from the sky. <laughs> Spent a lot of time running this down yesterday and continues to be erroneously reported everywhere. Matt, I can tell you they will definitively begin Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in 2017. In the fall or early winter, it will not be 2018. It will not be another calendar year before you finally have Space Coulson and all the other space agents on your TV on a Friday night for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents in space. Ace, 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 ace. But... Uh, we have Inhumans coming first. That will be the next order of business. Of course, you can follow all the developments there by subscribing to the Inhumans podcast by Fantastic Geek, all, already well underway. And uh, yeah, against the odds, Matt, uh, at, at 0.7s, largely for this final pod, they got the renewal, but it's been shifted to Friday. Th this is a good and a good thing. One, we, we continue our show. Uh, and, and this rather, uh, you know, fervent and, and vocal audience gets to continue to ride out the story Two, the ratings threshold will be lower on Friday. There's been a lot of blowback. Why you put my agents of shield in the Friday night death slot? It's not the Friday night death slot. That's a Fox creation. They're not on Fox. They get transferred to Fox and move you to Friday. Start, start saying Novenas. This is a good thing. They're putting a lot of fantasy on Fridays. Uh, people are going to watch it on Fridays. This could uh, continue to get mileage for this show past next season. But you got to watch it live as we are going to continue to beat the drum for our listeners and the fan base. Pete, we will break down the season and talk about the season ahead next week at this time. We will talk more about Inhumans on the Pop Culture Podcast feed and the Inhumans podcast by Fantastic Geek feed in a couple of days. Now, let's focus on this episode. When we catch you up on what went down, Matt, we begin Car Keys, The Charger, flaming eyes it's robbie reyes oh my god i'm so surprised to see him all of a sudden well i mean pete it was uh it was tipped to us at the end of last week but <laughs> as you said the keys the car the man the eyes all back for revenge i love the shot of the car pulling out the fire coming from the engine 
Certainly an exciting way to start things. We then cut to Zephyr 1. May has it on autopilot. We see that uh, the old Z1 is all rigged up, what with wires hanging and such. Uh, May notes in passing that uh, Piper has jumped out. That means Piper is not in the episode. <laughs> um, and Payload out, no less. High altitude, low opening. Dangerous. It is dangerous. But Pete, that's the kind of person Piper is and might not be next season, but... That's for another time. Uh, May wants to talk about that pot, bottle of Hague, Pete, but Colson says they might need another bottle of Hague to talk about the first bottle of Hague. Yes, on top of the fact that Colson, with the autopilot changing their course every so often, he hates being on the defensive here, something that's going to come around in the course of the episode. We go to Fitzsimmons, who are discussing the details of uh, Ada, uh, that she's gained her power from the dark hold really kind of formal as far as this, uh, this couple is concerned. We've got Gemma holding the pad, almost like she's taking a report Fitz explaining the, uh, uh, experiments that he performed on innocent subjects, Matt, emphasized in the framework. Lincoln Campbell, VJ <gasps> Nadir, Gordon from the afterlife. <gasps> yes, from the afterlife is his last name after we name-checked him last week. Okay, uh, everything else here, it boils down to the question asked. How do we kill her? Do you want to kill her? Simmons asks Fitz. That's like, you know, do you want to go steady? That's what you ask somebody when you're steady and there's another woman involved. Do you want to kill her so we can, we can remain steady? Pete, he does not get to answer because her anonymous fruit company device starts to beep and deliver a <laughs> notification. Uh, with that, we go to the the med bay. Pete, that's the lingo for medical bay, uh, where uh, this is in, still in Zephyr 1. Yo-Yo's vitals are looking good, says Daisy. Uh, darn it, she should have, Daisy should have forced Mac back, but it wasn't her call to make, Colson reminds her. Uh, but look, let's not forget the vitals. They're all strange. They're all weird. And uh, that's when Simmons appears from elsewhere in the plane. What in the world is going on in the framework, Pete? Well, she yeah, didn't say the Pete you... part, but tell us, Pete. <laughs> they did. They cut it out. Uh, you guys seeing this? She wants to know what has happened. We enter the framework, Matt, almost where we left off in that the chair that, uh, that Yo-Yo was strapped to before is now on its side, but things are going poorly there because she's screaming. Um, Radcliffe rescues her from a red shirt, Matt, a Hydra red shirt, not Grant Ward, as one major magazine reported. Brett Dalton is not in this episode, nor would he be in this episode, so he could be briefly seen and snuffed out. Nor is he a bad guy in the framework. When last we saw him, he was ready to go down guns ablazing to fight the evil forces of Hydra. And say what you want about the actor, say what you want about the character in the main storyline. In the framework, he's a good guy. There's no way they bring back Brett Dalton, poorly lit, to shoot him from behind. It's unconscionable that that writer on that weekly publication on entertainment news got it so wrong particularly since he had a screener baby but regardless pete radcliffe is there how did he know to be there pete what's he got in his pocket <laughs> he's got them pac-man biscuits yo indeed he's been finding yo-yos everywhere it's been sent by daisy nuff said 
the hacker putting little bits of code in there to plant uh, plant the framework with yo-yos that Radcliffe would find. Then Pete, the news that the framework is being shut down. That's what all this chaos is. Yes, it's what happens when you pee off your creator, Matt. Uh, we shift the story to Ada and Ivanov. The discussion here, regret, but he informs her, reminds her, really, you've built an empire on uh, regret. How does it taste on your tongue? Um, but she wants to burn the real world down now. And Matt, there is a character who I repeatedly note in my notes as other guy. <laughs> The, the 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 smaller Russian, um, <laughs> who's not a clone, a robot clone of really the only Russian we've known in this. The, season. the other Russian, we we call him Wee Little Vladdy. Um, but uh, Ada says that the Darkhold has shown her, nay, shown, or I guess that should be yet shown them what to do, how to make Shield suffer, um, and she wants to hurt them all, especially Fitz Pete. And with that, vroom, vroom, the rider is on the way. There's a great exterior shot of the car on fire. Uh, he pulls up, and it's showtime. He says he's come for the book. A fight breaks out between uh, little Vladdy and, uh, and uh, Ivanov on the one side, Ghost Rider on the other. I guess, well, Robbie, because he's not on fire. His chain is. He whips at Ada and instead hits little Vladdy, whipping his head clean off. She zooms on out and disappears to end the act. Well, she gets hit, though, which is important. She's got that burn. We know she can be harmed here by uh, Robbie's chain. So that's an important detail moving forward. Um, And also that she's explained that the Darkhold has a plan for them to proceed. uh, But she uh, blasts the Lincoln Campbell powers at uh, Robbie. He swings, she teleports, Robbie screams, and we get that Bernie title card into our first act. Title card complete, act one. We have Simmons noting that little files are blinking out of the framework, that favorite schoolhouse, some of the anonymous uh, children, your street signs, etc. Uh, it's a ticking clock for our heroes, Pete. And I don't mean to sound mm-hmm. dismissive. It's just making it clear. TikTok, we have to get this job done, I don't know, in the next hour. Uh, Colson, well, they, they explain there's 12 to 24 hours, to 20 hours, I should say, before the framework is gone. I just meant like this hour of TV. Oh, well, definitely. <laughs> our, our listeners are entirely too intelligent, Matt, to, to not note that uh, it's not passing in real time. That's why that show on that other channel, bloop, bloop, needs to tell us events occur in real time. Uh, Colson gets a phone call from Talbot, who, Pete, we've been with Adrian Pazdar's Talbot for so long. It was rare to see him slightly off performance-wise. He was a little extra pouty, a little extra military, you know, I'm going to spit on my shoe shine and make it till I can shine in your face. Not direct dialogue, of course, but just it was a little, I don't know, maybe it was a a late addition or something, but uh, it's made clear there will be no shield if you don't show up ship-shaped tomorrow concerning your teleporting (laughs) banshee. Well, given what happens, what transpires to his character in this episode, you could see that maybe Adrian Pazdar was putting it all on the table before a possible exit but this intelligence briefing that's going to go down tomorrow that he expects shield to participate in uh colson 
is uh, pumping the brakes on that because their Ada's primary target doesn't want to do it before we cut to uh, Daisy and the subject that Robbie Reyes's charger has now gone missing. Indeed, Robbie has uh, reappeared and stolen his car. With that, we cut to Daisy uh, tail, uh, uh, making her way to Robbie. Where are you been? It's been a long time, pal. Pete, the two uh, powered people reuniting and uh, certainly a happy reunion indeed. With that, we cut to Ada. Why isn't she healing? She's supposed to have the healing factor that is in no way related to the Wolverine. We get the great line here from Ivanov. It's because you're hurt by the demon, the demon that is made of the same darkness. Yeah, it's a great line. The the uh, the demon headed warrior here, um, with Robbie and Daisy and Coulson together. Now we get some necessary exposition to lay out the stakes for the remainder of this conflict. That it was from the Darkhold that uh, Ada gained the ability and powers both as an inhuman and to build her body when she did that when she was made flesh a tear formed in the dark dimension that allowed him out was this hell he explains it's all relative space other dimensions matt he said the thing it's all connected that it is somewhere jeff Loeb is smiling um, but Pete, this relative space, this uh, planet dimension, this hell, it's where Ada should go. Uh, the, uh, the, the demon in Robbie Reyes hates her in ways that he's never felt before. Uh, Pete, with that, may arise with the severed head of, uh, of our little uh, Russian friend there. I couldn't help but notice that it seemed that the show wanted to show it quickly and then move the camera out of the way. <laughs> I really genuinely suspect that the network sent notes that was like, we get that it's a robot head that's actually a head that looks like that of a man with just some robot bits at the end. We could upset people. Unsettling. Show, show it quickly. <laughs> um, so, Pete, it looks like Ada's been busy. Yes, and back to the framework we go where Radcliffe and Yo-Yo are around Mac, who is gathering survivors to evacuate them. He's giving them a pep talk. Uh, Hope is present, and she encourages uh, Elena. Um, and uh, the, the exchange with the nickname there, uh, of course, Hope thinks she has a funny name. We get Burroughs, Matt. Let's let's not leave our supporting players in the in the framework without a mention. Uh, he's explaining there have been disappearances throughout their world, which of course they think is real. Um, and Mac uh, doubles down on the urgency. They need to leave now, people. But Radcliffe tried to warn Yo-Yo. Um, Mac does not respond to her, but next time she's certain uh, she'll be able to talk with Mac and he will remember her. Obviously a bit of a, well, not even a bit, there's, there's the ticking time bomb inside the framework as well. Uh, as we will discuss, I kind of felt some of the yo-yo and Mac ti timing tension. I mean, certainly we want the two of them to, to uh, do well and whatnot, but there was... This is the beginning of some some pacing issues, shall we, shall we say, or some urgency issues. But, Pete, I digress. Back to the uh, the shield jet that we go, the, the Quinjet. 
some discussion about how the the head is a duplicate of a Russian intelligence guy. Pete, if you can imagine such a such a villain coming out of Russian intelligence. With that, it is the next morning. We cut to that intel meeting in a smaller room than I would have expected. But hey, it's the end of the season. Got to maybe, you know, maybe overspent here, overspent there. Ivanov is there. The Russian intelligence guy is there. Ivanov declares that he has a way to uh, to counteract all this this shield trouble. He has the dark hold. He wants to show it to everyone. This is the way out of the mess with shield. There's chaos. People are rah 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 and rah rah rah. Talbot delivers. Uh, That's a direct line of dialogue. That is what well, Pete. I think in the in the sound biz they call it walla walla. Um, but uh, Talbot at this point calls it Elron bullcrap. Uh, the reference horse crap. Horse crap. Um, Pete, to that I say, O.M. Meter My, that they would go after uh, <laughs> Captain Ron himself. With that, Pete, wait, what's that out in the hall? Is that, our, is, that, is that someone to save the day? I love the way the remainder of the scene is blocked. Uh, apart from the, the, the farcical and, and fanciful idea, Matt, that our government would meet with Russians and there would be – um, you know, uh, books of, of dark matter and energy discussed and secrets exchanged. Let's, let's leave that fantasy aside for a second. Uh, where did they come about, up with it? I'm sorry. Where do they come up with these things? I these crazy Hollywood people. Tremendously creative in that writer's room, um, or psychic, but, uh, for, um, Talbot to notice Daisy. Oh, thank goodness. And uh, then to suddenly get shot point blank range, Matt, in the forehead um, certainly gets your attention. Pete, that ends the act. Uh, I guess I will just add that if you're going to not kill him, you could have shot him anywhere other than square in the middle of the head. But I digress. Uh, We come back from that act break. Daisy is on the run and uh, Robbie Reyes is there. Pete, so's other Daisy. Um, Colson and May, uh, of course, are back upstairs. We'll say Daisy and Robbie and Ada are downstairs. Uh, Colson and May are upstairs. They they shoot the Russian baddies. Lots of squibs and blood flying and whatnot. Um, downstairs, Ada says that she created a double so that she could watch Daisy kill herself. Uh, it's then back upstairs where Talbot is alive. Pete, the classic shield cross cut between two scenes to add to the tension. Um, Robbie Reyes at this point is ready to uh, start the fight. He takes out uh, another one of the doubles and uh, Ada disappears yet again. That that crafty banshee that she is back upstairs because it's up and down and up and down. <laughs> uh, the army lady orders Colson and May arrested. Uh, as more uh, MPs come in, uh, Talbot does look like he's going to make it. Uh, Colson, however, gets the draw on them. Don't know quite what that says about the MPs, but uh, Pete, take us back downstairs for a robot fight. The back and forth, though, ordinarily it's just action for action's sake, but there's necessary beats that get here. Ivanov and his Russian counterpart, um, explain this is what shield wants that they have to unite. They're trying to sow this anti shield, anti inhuman discord. That's why, uh, Daisy was the ideal candidate to use the doppelganger with, uh, the number two there, female number two 
for Talbot has taken it hook, line, and sinker. So while Colson is putting out that fire, you've got the fire of the Ghost Rider and the uh, vibrations of Quake, Matt, in a top five effect, definitely a top three fight for the four seasons of this show between um, Ivanov and Ghost Rider and Daisy culminating in the teamwork there, putting it together so much so that Coulson laments that he missed it. Yes, that one-two punch for Robbie. Robbie chains up the Ivanov robot and Daisy blasts him apart. Coulson's saying, dang, or even stronger words, Pete, I missed it, let's go. So the story goes back up to uh, to Zephyr 1. Uh, they're, they're all lamenting, the Daisy bots are coming, the Daisy bots are coming. Daisy bot footage will spread fear and she's an inhuman. Uh, that's when the penny drops. The plan is to spread fear against inhumans to create another fascist state, Pete. Is there a chance of this happening? Uh, is there a chance to catch Ada? Robbie's flame chain can of, course hurt, uh, can, of course, hurt her, but she is keeping away from it. Pete, maybe there's a plan there where they can use it all somehow. But then Pete TikTok, because it's a season finale, Zephyr One is running out of power, says Fitzsimmons almost simultaneously. Uh, Colson says it's time to take the bird home. It's a crazy idea, says May. But maybe it is indeed time to stop fighting. It's also time to read the Darkhold, Pete. Everything's just madness. He needs the Darkhold. He's not going to read the Darkhold. He's going to use it as bait, as explained there, because we know uh, May has previously been exposed to it with the ghosts <laughs> in the earliest um, arc of the year. We're back with Fitzsimmons. Matt uh, Colson explains uh, he knows that they have a lot to work out, but as they're heading back to the HQ here, they, they will take care of that. And then back into the framework, we go on their Zephyr one, you know, a traffic bus. We've got Mac. We've got Burroughs. Burroughs doesn't have bars because apparently the cell towers are also going missing now. Yo-Yo is ready to talk to Mac about the nickname, but he doesn't remember her. Uh, however, Daisy mentioned a Yo-Yo once. Uh, was it a Duncan Yo-Yo? We're not quite sure. It came up. But hey, man, he's just trying to keep his kids safe you know, keep hope alive. Well, Pete, dire news on that front. Yo-Yo explains that there is no way to save this world. There is no way to save hope. This is the end. She was so hurt that Mac wouldn't want to leave. Um, Yo-Yo continues, I thought maybe if you saw me, if you looked in my eyes, you'd remember us. Pete, that's when the conversation is interrupted by something ahead. What is it? Well, we got the shot of traffic and the bridge up ahead before uh, now missing the bridge, plane gone. Mac is back on the bus. Everyone is two. Uh, everyone else is, uh, aside from uh, Hope and Yo-Yo and Radcliffe. Pete, that's a wrap on Burroughs. Adios, muchacho. Hope at this point is scared. Uh, thank goodness she doesn't disappear, Pete. That would totally ruin the drama of the episode. Um, and Radcliffe explains that maybe those on the other side are stalling the inevitable. Come on, it's time to go home. Back in the real world, Matt, uh, May tells Coulson that this is a terrible plan. You know, the plan that he just relayed that we're not yet privy to because 
drama. Uh, he points out that Robot May was a lot more supportive. Uh, is that what happened to The Hague? Really? We're going to talk about this now. So the the continued cutesy uh, couple shipping uh, story point there. Back with Daisy and Robbie. Um, and the discussion there is um, where he went as far as the hell he's been to explaining that with the rider, when he was there, he was just a passenger, but now he's here, he's in the real world. And, uh, it's a question of whether he is there for good. Uh, indeed it's, it's ultimately though time to deal with the framework. Daisy has built a back door, but yo-yo has to get them to use it. Uh, elsewhere on Zephyr 1, uh, kind of in the computer area, Simmons has bolted the door. Uh, Fitz has asked her to do that. Does Fitz think she's stupid? Shump, Ada has arrived. No, I think you're dead to break the act. Our third act, we cut the drama a little bit. Seems like it's Radcliffe's apartment. Uh, talking with him, Yo-Yo gets it about hope. Um and Radcliffe points out uh, that if they're going to force Mac back, will he forgive you? Um, this uh, In this reality, he's willing to die there with hope. Um, and as she notes, all for a little girl who does not exist. And hope, Matt, heartbreakingly interrupts because she's listening to this conversation. What do you mean I'm not real? A rough moment indeed at Radcliffe's home, possibly Mac's home, regardless. Somebody's home. <laughs> somebody's home. The this, this setting secondary as Hope uh, is told she does not exist. Pete, at the moment of greatest tension, we cut back to Zephyr 1. Fitz human-splaining. That's a, that's a gender-free term there. Human-splaining to Ada that she has all these feelings uh, now she knows why there's these sad songs. Ada says, yes, I like sad songs and art and smashing heads on the floor, bonk, bonk on the head. Um, that's her favorite. Uh, she says, did you know the blood has a copper scent to it? Uh, at this point, Ada is reminded by Simmons that the A in Ada is for artificial. And oh my goodness, she stabs Simmons, Pete. Uh, Ada says to Fitz, beg me to let her live. Pete, I cannot believe what they're doing here. They're going to kill off Simmons. So we cut to Colson and May. The feeling she likes the most, though, Matt, is vengeance. Really the theme of this episode, that it's hot, that it's clean, that it's sharp like a knife. And as she's plunged that into Simmons, of course, we go back to Colson, who finished explaining about the bottle here um, that... Uh, Maybe what Colson had with Robot May was real. Um, they make a deal, however, Matt, that when they get out of this, they're going to take a couple steps back because, you know, they're going to get out of this, right? Um, and then maybe they can come back to it and open another bottle. Uh, at this point, he says, see, on the other side, it wasn't quite clear to where they were going, Pete. It's a mystery. Back we go to Fitz. He seems apoplectic. He'll go with Ada. Just release Gemma. Ada knowing, noting, oh, it's Gemma now, trying to humanize her. Ada has promised everything. She's promised the dark hold. Um, but she continues to twist the knife and she throws Simmons down, shocking her. 
Pete implying her death. I don't know how they're yes. going to work their way out of this. She promises Fitz to kill everyone he cares about and to do it in front of him. Uh, with that, she transports to the portal room, uh, you know, where the uh, Robbie Reyes portal is. Coulson is there holding the dark hold. Uh, he is told by Ada that she's going to take the book. And Coulson notes, Pete, that they have teamwork. So over to you, Pete. That basic human concept, which has eluded her all this time. Uh, Simmons is suddenly behind her, alive, unscathed. She machine guns Ada, who uh, takes it in stride. Fitz is then seen over an LMD Simmons whose eyes uh, blink out a great subtle effect there by Mark Kolpak and his team in uh, a, a time of year where their window got shorter and shorter as far as effects. Um, Ada then revives, of course, from those gunshots, points out that she can't be killed, but Simmons says that she felt good doing it. Um, Ada says that, uh, you don't you get it? You can't kill me. And then she turns around to Colson, who says he's pretty sure that he can, and then he becomes the Ghost Rider, Matt. Oh, man, Colson is Ghost Rider. Hashtag Colson Rider. Can't believe it. And with that, Pete, they end the act. Act four, Matt, and we get the Ghost Rider, Colson, uh, Ada, throwdown here with all of their powers. Uh, Simmons, meanwhile, looks into the portal and wishes Colson good luck, sir. They then, Matt, it was a little confusing in terms of the presentation. They are fighting, falling through the sky in a cityscape. It was unclear whether this is in the real world, whether this was in the framework. Um, Daisy's trying to build a back door. Uh, so all the more confusing as to where the fight is taking place. Fitz then watches them uh, rematerialize in front of him and watches the Coulson Ghost Rider burn Ada to bits. Yeah, Pete, I dare say a little bit of an anticlimax. We've been with Ada since, uh, ostensibly since before this season began. We've been with the actress since the top of the season. I would have liked maybe a little bit more razzmatazz, um, but, you know, we're getting to the end here. We're getting certainly getting to the end of the season, getting to the end of the episode, and... Uh, a well-earned moment as Ada slowly burns up that human body, failing her in ways that uh, the Robot One would not have as uh, she's finally caught and burned by the Ghost Rider. With the action of this episode, as far as the conflict largely over, we move to the heavy emotional stuff, Matt. And back in the framework, we get the confrontation by Hope to Mac the lady said, I'm going to die, that I'm not real. And uh, Mac reiterates, however, that uh, the only person he cares about is right here, that it is Hope. At this point, Pete, the exit door flickers in. Uh, Radcliffe wonders if he's the only sane one that wants to get them all out of there. Uh, Yo-Yo is prepared to stay too, though. Mac says he will never leave. He hugs her tight. And Pete, we see him hugging her, and then they cut to a close-up where he's supposedly hugging her. But then, Pete, it's revealed hope is gone. She's not there. The camera dollies out. Mac is crying. 
Yo-Yo is crying. Pete, the audience is crying. It was really, really well done. Not oversold or even undersold, um, given the, the disappearance that occurs off screen. We are talking about a child. To see her kind of wink away, I, I think, could have been upsetting for a lot of people. Um, and then suddenly uh, uh, we get this um, discussion. Uh, Daisy can't see Mac in the framework he's gone we see the body of mac a tear falls from his eye yo-yo wakes she touches him daisy is tearful matt we're concerned that he's not coming back and suddenly the gasp tv code for of course everything's fine pete daisy's crying yo-yo's crying mac snaps awake i gotta admit pete i had a little tear in my eye too they could have killed him off. They chose not to. Uh, they certainly teased it out. Well well executed there. Uh, and uh, certainly a touching moment. That Pete, we can take a breath. Colson says to Robbie Reyes, I'm glad that the rider has kept his word and has left me. So tidy bit of story stuff. Plus no effects required, baby. But Pete, take us into the subtext of the moment. Yeah, uh, Colson explains how horrifying it was to have the demon within him um he doesn't know how uh robbie lives with it and there's a deal that was struck this unmentioned uh specifics of the deal um that will be uh completed when the time comes but colson has a deal he needs uh robbie to uphold that is of course to not tell the others because secrets always work out <laughs> uh, with that back to yo-yo and mac yo-yo saying i understand why you didn't want to come back mac says hope was and his uh, voice trails off is he going to be able to forgive elena uh mac says at this point that he has more years uh he's has had more years with his daughter and that experience will always be a part of him uh, it's given him a glimpse of a life that he could have here. He says that looking at Yo-Yo. Pete, Hope Small H is alive between Yo-Yo and Mac. Uh, the story returns to the portal room where Robbie is getting ready to leave. Um, he's going to take the book to someplace safe. But you know what, Pete? He doesn't need the portal. And Mark no. Colpack and company uh, picking up some visual cues from uh, from Doctor Strange this past November. Oh, it was they, great. Absolutely. He twirls his chain. He sparks open a portal. It's got all the spinny effects that you saw on the big screen. He takes the book. He says he doesn't envy Coulson. Vice versa. Right back to him. And uh, with that, he gives a nod goodbye. And poof, Robbie Reyes is gone. Pete, what did he mean by not envying Coulson? Yeah, that's what May wants to know. But suddenly uh, that's, you know, by the wayside because we have um, Fitz copping to everything that's gone on here, uh, says this is his fault. And um, we have to note the performance from Chloe Bennett. And if you have listened to this podcast for the 88 episodes, Matt, I can't believe we're, we're saying this at this point, that we've done and there will be 22 more of those um, coming later this year. Um, we have not always been the greatest fans of Chloe Bennett's performance, particularly early there. 
there there were some there were some moments that were less to, can, than convincing. But let me tell you, none of that matters now with the way that she delivered the dialogue and the speech for this particular scene. Uh, Daisy explains that uh, everybody understands here. Um, but they are all in this together. She tried to take the blame once she dyed her hair. She ran away in a partially confusing tag at the end of last season that, that left us hanging, but it was you. It was Fitz who pulled her back in that this is a team that he has nothing to apologize for. And if there's a price to pay, they're going to pay it together to Whit Simmons retorts amen so it's all good matt this is the moment we're going to look back at this this is the organic unforced moment definitively where daisy johnson took the step that is going to result in her ultimately becoming the leader of this group a wonderful wonderful moment and of course uh wise colson knowing how to break up the the uh, the tension of the moment of course the scene had started with mac delivering radio news talbot is alive the army is on the way it still is a clicking time bomb of tension um colson says anyone else hungry let's grab a bite to eat before you know we maybe get locked up uh so with that pete we cut to what is sadly almost certainly the final scene for john Hanna in this series after having spent more than a season on it Radcliffe is watching the setting sun, enjoying a glass of scotch. Uh, what is eternity without Agnes? Just a wonderful one or two sentence way to say that he is now ready for death, which he had wanted to avoid and death, which, uh, which now is coming to him. He toasts the end of the world. He notes this is the way the world ends, not with a bang, but boom, with that he is gone. The, the glass of scotch falling to the sand in just a lovely, lovely shot. And Pete, in a shot that I I posited would have been the final shot of Shield, the the incomplete feeling if uh, the show had not been brought back. And as I replied to you on Twitter, while that might have been the plan at one point, a thank goodness it wasn't, and b if people have misunderstood a lot of other, you know, let's talk about Sopranos for a minute. Don't stop. Black, nothing. Thought my TV broke. So did everybody else. Lost. The, the, what I and you think is a beautiful ending to that show. Um, and then the poor choice over the credits of vacant fuselage uh, taken from uh, six seasons earlier. Confusing. No, they were dead all along. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. This would have, I think, very much angered people if they winked out in such a way. We don't need to worry about that, though. I did think the show went to commercial, Matt. <laughs> uh, it took me a minute to realize we were in a diner. Now there, our, our group is there. They're ready to order some pie uh, before the power winks out. We're not in the framework. Um, here we go. And suddenly, Matt, the character who appears in Shadow, who makes our cast list as silhouetted man, uh, says Philip J. Colson. 
Colson replies, congrats on the power outage thing that he's just accomplished with that little device with a uh, with a green light on it. Um, Matt, they appear to not be able to move. Whatever it is, our silhouetted man remarks that the window closes in less than two minutes. Take them. Uh, we'll return in a minute, says Clark Gregg, as we go to our final commercial break. Indeed, Pete, the last little offering that we get to to offer a glimpse for the next season of S.H.I.E.L.D., Coulson Awakes, kind of appears to be prison, looks like a cell, but doesn't quite look like a cell. Uh, he takes a deep breath, he puts on his boots, he flips a few switches to reveal Coulson in space. Coulson says, all right, Phil, enough sightseeing, get back to work, boom, end of season, beginning of next season. Wow. Followed by Matt, we have to point it out here. Uh, a note in loving memory of our friend Powers Booth, uh, the second gentleman of a certain age who played an antagonist in the first three seasons, gone entirely too soon um, in 2017. Indeed, it was nice that the show had an opportunity to to honor him. Uh, certainly sad news at his passing this week and uh, wasn't in a ton of episodes of S.H.I.E.L.D., but certainly contributed so much with that just wonderful gravitas and uh, another tough loss for uh, for S.H.I.E.L.D. fans and S.H.I.E.L.D. cast and S.H.I.E.L.D. crew alike. Finally, we did get another uh, Inhumans teaser. This one, again, uh, purely audio, um, a little bit more than what had been out there previously. And again, Matt, that's where we'll be putting our attention come the fall, at least as far as ABC is concerned. Pete, all season long, all of this has been made possible by our patrons on patreon.com slash fantastic geek. Want to give a big thanks to each and every one of them. Particularly, we have a new addition, Dan, and we have Jim, who has uh, who has increased his contribution. So those two guys, and of course, everyone else on the list, we are so, so appreciative that you're helping keep, keep us in space. <laughs> We're always um, so grateful for uh, everybody who uh, contributes here when it comes to Patreon. Uh, especially so at a time of year where we're, we're finishing up finales, everything like that. And, and looking back at, um, how much you help us do this thing that we do. So thank you. Please visit, uh, Patreon, P A T R E O N.com forward slash fantastic geek, all one word. Everybody who contributes gets exclusive podcast content, uh, that could come in the form of early listens. It could come in the form of stuff that's not available anywhere else. And then you are able to choose certain perks. We're always adding and uh, changing those up a little bit. So please give it a look. And thanks again for all of your help. Let's get to the dossier. The dossier. A detailed look at our bad guys. Matt, let's begin with Ada. I expressed earlier my wish that maybe there was a little bit more oomph to her exit, uh, but certainly it was time for her to be uh, brought back from the depths of hell from whence she came, uh, at, at least the, the demon-ness side of her. 
uh, you have to look back and note the the wonderful uh, the wonderful faces of Ada that we had, kind of the the, the blank subservient robot, the uh, rebellious robot, uh, Madame Hydra. Uh, then here, kind of the, the overwhelmed Ophelia Ada. Uh, it, it's a shame to see Mallory Jansen go. I know Clark Gregg tweeted uh, what I took to be kind of a, a, a goodbye and thanks so much. Uh, public thanks to both uh, Mallory Jansen and Jason O'Mara. Um, so I know there's some people online saying, oh, she'll be back, she'll be back. I kind of don't think so. But, I mean, when else do you get to play four different versions of a character in one uh. season? I cannot say enough about what she was able to do with this part, how they were able to write this part for her and give her those different looks throughout this season from the, the super robotic Ada. We first met the LMD at the beginning of the year that we were keeping secret to um, Madam Hydra, to uh, Ophelia, to Agnes, the, the real life mm. uh, incarnation that she was based upon, all distinctly different. Um, you know, it, it would be nice to hold on to Mallory Jansen and think that she could come back in some way, shape or form. You know, we, we showed with the framework uh, storyline this year, anything is possible. But Matt, I think we're going to be projecting this forward in a big, big way. And unfortunately, not so much looking back. Pete, next on the list is Ivanov, who has been certainly a stalwart, stalwart number two bad guy for much of this season. Yeah, um, not as much as with uh, Ada at that three quarter mark of this episode where, where she was burned to bits, but uh, boy, does he get a, a pretty good, I would argue the better exit. Um, the, the, the fight with Colson and Ada came more so as a surprise that it was Colson as the ghost rider. It kind of ate up the oomph uh, with that, but with Ivanov to get the, the, the double team, the Ali Oop, if you will, Matt, from um, Robbie and uh, Quake was uh, certainly a way to go out. Pete, we must, of course, conclude talking about our detailed look at our bad guys. A bad guy that we didn't get much of a detailed look at. The uh, aforementioned mysterious silhouetted man who somehow I think we're going to see more from in the future. I think that we are. We'll discuss a little bit more in our level seven segment, but silhouetted man, Matt played uh, in this episode by Joel Stoffer, who has appeared in uh, such productions as Indiana Jones and the crystal skull. So it's not exactly like he's never done anything before uh, remains to be seen, which, you know, whether he will continue to remain this character, given that we never saw the face um a similar trick was played last year with the uh the lmd that would become ada not played by mallory jansen well certainly uh time will tell and uh pete he's in shadow enough so that uh, if they do need to recast that that'll be uh that'll be easy enough and uh, a heck of a way to springboard into the mysteries of next season welcome to level seven Time to analyze and theorize. Matt, let's begin with uh, the the big mystery here at the end. Where in the universe is Philip J. Colson? 
Well, I mean, given space transporting possibilities, it really could be anywhere. Uh, something tells me they're not going to spend forever in expensive space. What with the possibility of uh, maybe a slight uh, budget decrease for next season. Uh, but I think bottom line, it's going to be a hop, skip, and a jump to get back to Earth whenever Pod A concludes. Um, again, I would I would expect back to terra firma by the holidays. We're not yet able to confirm um, a, a pod like structure to um, next season. Um, the the schedule fully hasn't been uh, laid out for the production. Um, they know they're cognizant that certainly viewers like to take it in that way. Um, and, and these contained stories over the past two seasons have, have played out well. Um, there is what seems to be a colossal hint in what, uh, Coulson is looking out at, uh, in space, Matt, the blue side of the moon. Oh. Yeah, I know that there was some discussion online. Even today, Pete, uh, I was getting notifications on my phone as Mark Kolpak tweeted. People were tweeting at him in in Spanish and in different languages, and <laughs> theories were flying. So certainly uh, a, a, a fertile place for discussion. Pete, if nothing else, in our season four wrap-up episode next week. Yeah, there's been some passage of time, too. If you uh, note very clearly, Colson hasn't shaved in a little bit. Um, from when uh, they were taken, wherever they were taken, if they were all taken to the same place. But Matt, on the subject of being taken, uh, what's up with Silhouetted Man? Uh, who's he with? And uh, what do you think about all that? Well, Pete, the theories Fast and Furious Online, uh, before the episode had barely ended, that perhaps this is a, uh, a glimmer into S.W.O.R.D., a kind of sister organization of S.H.I.E.L.D., one that's a bit more, uh, bit more uh, taking a look to the skies, which, uh, Pete, you know, I, I ride spoiler-free on my, on my <laughs> space on, Harley on your, or whatever. Your, yeah, your, your Ghost Rider. <laughs> um, having heard little whispers that possibly S.W.O.R.D. as an organization or a S.W.O.R.D. agent could play a role in Inhumans, yeah, 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 Scott Buck, that <clears throat> vaunted... <clears throat> showrunner for inhumans has has seemingly poo-pooed much of a connection um i think for for shields to be told hey inhumans is going to have sword do something with that that can be the connection we don't need to do an agent carter flashback and a this and that the other we need to make it that integrated that kind of makes sense to me from my spoiler free vantage point yeah a couple things here uh, for any uninitiated sword stands for like shield. Um, it is an acronym. It stands for sentient world observation and response department. Um, their HQ Matt is an orbital space station known as the peak P E A K, uh, could be where Colson is. Could be someplace completely different. We don't know. He's there doing work. He seems to have been there for a little bit. Um, I think we're going to come to find out that, uh, other than confirmation, this is largely what we were looking at and, uh, in humans hits your IMAX screens on September 1st. We'll be right there with you, checking it out, uh, awaiting all of the same types of answers. 
Time to analyze and theorize. Matt, first in from Facebook on the Fantastic Geek Facebook page. Uh, Robert T. Frost has written in, Episode 22 was very good, but is it just me or after seeing three of the most excellent episodes in 1920? 21 did our finale seem a little lackluster it felt a little more epilogue instead of epic goes on in a separate message to reply the best scene for me was radcliffe's goodbye yeah i found myself last night thinking about spoiler alert the season uh two finale of fargo in which all your climax action happens in the ninth episode and basically the entirety of the 10th episode is just falling action wrap up letting the 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 climax soak in there's there's no final fight in in the last episode there not so the case here with shield but i think a bit of that where the quality of episodes was so, so high particularly with the framework device and all it was trying to say uh about the real world by the way pete uh we had a uh a, a very conservative Twitter follower who uh, stops following us. So, okay, bro, it's all good. Bottom line, Pete, um, I think there were some things in this episode that maybe could have been a little bit more epic. Um, heck, if they were told you're doing a one-hour finale, not a two-hour finale, did that result in some things that would have been totally awesome in last night's two-hour finale that you know, we kind of wouldn't have noticed was in the first hour? Maybe. At the end of the day, they wrapped up a super complex storyline that involved Ghost Rider, LMD, and the framework. They wrapped that all up in this, and maybe it wasn't the tidiest bow that you've ever seen, but it was a heck of a bow to tie up three pods in one. A lot of moving parts. You mentioned the pods. Let's add in renewal or season series finale i think was also the uh the elephant in the room as this was going on you get them out of the framework uh before potentially saying goodbye to the series which was a concern at the time that they were doing it uh if that was going to be the case so it's no wonder that some of this episode plays like denouement and some of the the previous episode this this falling action heading into our resolution, leaving some threads for next time. I, I think Robert is definitely onto something. Well, Pete, on the topic of how it ended, uh, and particularly the idea that maybe the Radcliffe shot could have been a series ender if necessary, Dan Entwistle on Twitter, that's Garsican underscore Smith, uh, says, I'm exceptionally glad we are getting a season five, but that would have been an excellent way to close the series, which I know, Pete, you disagree slightly. I think I think they wanted to leave they wanted to leave the audience ready with pitchforks and and torches to somehow lobby for more shield if ABC had said no more shield, if that makes sense. I mean, again, it's one way to go, but I think we've seen time and again, and Sopranos is the greatest example. You can't confuse the viewer in such a way. Um, and if they have done that, I, I think that a lot of people would have been clamoring for, for more. Um, but if they had closed the door, yeah, it would have been a tricky spot to be in. Well, Pete, smiling from ear to ear is our pal JJ Nato on Twitter. He said, wait a minute. Did a Whedon show just have a finale in which the bad guys died and the good guys lived? 
He then goes on to say, one of my favorite seasons of TV ever, with the exception of the awful scientist ghosts. Yeah, I would, uh, I would certainly concur with, uh, with Jeff on the, uh, the, the, the non-riding ghosts um, in the earlier part of the year. Um, I don't know if this is the, the, the best shield has been. I think the framework stuff was among the best that they have done. Um, it's, it's hard to not go back to that early Hydra turn season one, which really, really changed the dynamic of this show for following seasons. Pete Penn, ultimately we have a tweet from Jen Phillips, 721 and, uh, Jen, uh, she quotes herself. She wants to remind us that Jen knows the following called it representation matters hashtag mac lives hashtag elena lives hashtag mac elena uh and pete i think that uh most of the time we look at uh details inside the story and uh try not to look too much for for reasons outside the the characters and the story arcs for for information on where things could head but Pete, it is a better show that has these leads in it, hopefully as Jen has called for and as others have called for, Natalia Cordova Buckley is elevated to a full cast member for next season. Oh, I really hope so. (laughs) That bunch of people sitting at the diner there at the end. Pete, that's America on ABC. It's it's our America, baby. And uh, it it was a it, it was a beautiful way to to see them together again it's shockingly short-lived because of course we've we've got to kick the the story forward um but yeah let's let's hope we are lucky enough to get everybody there that somebody you know didn't get shipped off to wherever or um you know to an actor's benefit they get a lead on another show and unfortunately pulled away uh from a from a supporting uh situation on shield Pete, last in the mailbag here, huge thanks to Jeremy from Melbourne, Australia, who got up at like 4 a.m. his time. (laughs) It's ridiculous, man. It is. Pete, it's already tomorrow there. I'm not quite sure about, like, is he on the other side of the moon? (laughs) Um, But he, he wanted to get his feedback on this podcast, and we appreciate that so much. So, Pete, here are the thoughts from Jeremy. Hi, Pete and Matt. This is Jeremy from Melbourne, Australia, up at 4 a.m. to write and record this feedback for you. But such is my motivation with the wonderful season we've had and a great final episode to the season. I'm going to start with Ghost Rider. Uh, Ghost Rider was a great treat for us. Top-notch effects and excellent use of this character. Possibly the most obvious thing that I maybe didn't like was Coulson's idea of letting the demon inhabit his body. But at least they've kept his secret deal with Robbie until next season. To Radcliffe and the Framework right down to the final beach scene, wonderfully written, a great idea, almost perfectly executed. And speaking of execution, Ada's execution was a, you know, perfect end to this character as well. She stole the season, and utilising the demon's powers to extinguish her spirit, the writer's just got it plain old right here. Look, I could go on, I'm just going to list a couple of relationships. Uh, The following ones were explored and extended in this episode. A rich reward for us spoiled viewers. Fitz and Simmons, Colson and May, Robbie and Daisy, Mac and Elena. That's four home runs I've listed just here, and I don't even follow baseball, but they just got it right. I'm going to sound like a broken record. 
Putting it simply, this episode is the jewel in the crown of a well-thought-out and constructed TV show at the peak of its game. And that's in uh, the period of golden TV that we're going through now, where we've got such rich episodes, um, well-constructed season. I'm so impressed with this, almost as impressed as I am with your guys' podcast. Thank you very much. Look forward to next week's season summary. Thanks again, guys. Pete, and I think there, Jeremy raises perhaps the best point of all, that maybe the action construction for this episode and the way in which Ada was sloughed off and things of that sort, maybe that wasn't the best that we've seen. Maybe it wasn't the best cliffhangers of the season. It was character-driven, and there's a reason why we're kind of sitting saying, well, it wasn't the best, uh, the, wasn't the best instance of somebody getting chained by a flamey chain. <laughs> it's an embarrassment of riches, but what led the way was character stuff, character connections, character relationships. And Pete, who would have thought an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode could put a frog in your throat? Who would have thought, too, if you would have told us in, in July of last year um, – before we started seeing flaming chains on on buses in San Diego, that they would uh, reappropriate and rehabilitate uh, Ghost Rider from the the Nick Cage existence to um, what Matt I think is probably the the best screen version that they've had of the character they they chose not to go the the motorcycle route even though they acknowledged that in how they handed it off to uh to gabriel luna's character in a flashback and to to make it i'm gonna use jeremy's word here rich and and rewarding um certainly uh probably would not have been something we would think would be possible and um yeah you know the 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 home run here from uh from our our man down under i'm flattered he's speaking our language pete it's great to have him sitting at the counter with us along with all the other people that we've heard from really is a uh, it's a wonderful reminder that uh, we get to we get to hang with people online hang with people through the podcast he's literally on the other corner of the world from us and uh, f- from us to him and everybody in between it's uh, it's been a phenomenal season this has just been the show at its highest point of course as mentioned we will be back next week to kind of do a season wrap up uh, in humans on the way defenders this summer star trek discovery this summer so if you're listening to the pop culture podcast you're going to get all that and more pete there's going to be some uh there's going to be a, a new york superhero movie this july that i think we're going to check out as well uh so certainly tons ahead of us for the podcast but shield is always the mothership for so many viewers shield is the mothership for so many podcast listeners and uh and uh i think it's worth taking a moment here to uh, tip our hats to all of you the listeners Yes, uh, we're, we're just so flattered that uh, people download us and interact with us, uh, not just during the episodes around it, build seasons around it. And, you know, we've, we've been so super fortunate with everybody we've, we've come across. We don't have, Matt and I have talked a little bit about this recently, we don't have a poor experience um, with any of our listeners. And I think that's very unique in the podcast world. So thanks for being you. We're going to continue to be us, be fantastic geek and, and bring you a lot more 
of what we do. People, Pete, want to stay in touch with you while there's no shield. Heck, while there's no MCU TV shows until Defenders in August, how can people do so? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 9,260 followers. Can't be wrong. And Pete, while I am, of course, personally on Twitter, is looking back lost, you can be in touch with the podcast anytime you want. We are Fantastic Geek, Fantastic with the PH on FantasticGeek.com, Fantastic Geek at Gmail, Fantastic Geek on Twitter and Instagram. But wait, Pete, there's more the, uh, on the framework thing. <laughs> the, the framebook, the Facebook.com uh, forward slash Fantastic Geek. We're picking up some more likes there. Keep it going. Add your name to that list. Pete, on the Pop Culture Podcast and on other feeds, we'll be talking in humans in a few days. Star Trek Discovery a little bit after that. But wherever you're listening to this, we will be back next Wednesday for the triumphant season four wrap up. With that, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you, Pete, the final season four word. That felt good.